Is that what I'm saying? Rough trade radio. 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 Thank you. 
Welcome to this Rough Trade Radio podcast with me, Ben Monaghan. Uh, it's a real pleasure and genuine privilege to be joined in the studio today by actor, singer and musician Charlotte Gainsbourg. Hello. 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 Thanks so much for coming in today. No, no. It's nice welcome. to be back in London. I know it's, it's the rain is really heavy right now. <laughs> Very but heavy. You, you, you were born in London, right? I was born in London, but never, never actually lived here. Yeah. I only came to see my... English part of the family, mm-hmm. but that's it. So I don't know London very well. No, just just slight nostalgic memories. I do very yeah. much so because uh, it was always Christmas time, mm-hmm. and as a child, it was quite magical. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of kept that memory intact. Lovely. Well, um, I'd personally say that you need uh, very little introduction to most of our listeners, rather than kind of chronologically questioning. Um, I'd like to start by discussing. The album Rest. Yeah. Um, aside from being critically acclaimed and, and very much genuinely a, a much-loved album at the store, I can't recall a day in the past few months where it's not been played in the store here. Really? Wow. Um, it's very much a staff favourite. Um, but it, it kind of, for me, bravely explores a range of very personal themes and uh, reflects upon your experiences of, of motherhood, family, death and grief. Mm-hmm. Um Exploring those themes openly and reflecting upon um, the death of your sister, your half-sister Kate, and your father. Uh, Rest as an album um, kind of appears to be of huge significance um, from the outside looking in. Um, Did did you know from the start of the writing process with Rest that it was almost going to be more than an album for you, perhaps, and and something of a huge moment as an artist and and person? No, but I don't even realise it. I mean, if it's if something is happening, I, I, or if something has happened with the, this album, I didn't, um, I haven't acknowledged it yeah. really. But uh, no, it started very uh, slowly mm-hmm. because for me, the the whole step of uh, writing my own lyrics was uh, a huge step. In fact, I never dared do it in the past, even if Beck always tried to push me and said that it was I was making a big deal out of it and it was really quite simple mm-hmm. if um it was sort of an exercise uh and uh still it's thanks to Conan Moccasin yeah. that I he took the time to take his guitar and just tell me we have to write now mm-hmm. we we have 5 days uh I don't understand any French, so you can <laughs> you can write whatever, sing whatever you want, 
uh, I won't judge you. And that's the way I started. So the subjects were very, um, very obviously my father, because I wanted to write about this passage of um, when he died and mm -hmm. this vision. Um, my children, that was very obvious. And some themes were sort of easy. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, After after those five days, I realized that I did have a lot of pleasure writing the lyrics and that it could be possible, but I hadn't found the sound yet. Mm -hmm. It's only when I I discovered Sebastian and his sound mm -hmm. that I I was um, I wanted to meet him and see if he wanted to work with me. Mm -hmm. And again, that took maybe a year. Uh, and nothing was really happening. We were sort of planning to work together, but um, nothing very... Um, Concrete. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, then I had to go through a tragic um, loss, which was my sister's death. And uh, that made me move to New York to sort of escape my... That background and mm -hmm. the that whole family life, um, and it's only when I started living with my children and Yvonne, my husband, in in New York, that I called Sebastian and asked him to join me there to to start finally start working on the album, and and everything took uh, took place, and it was it became very. Uh, centered very focused i only wanted to write about my sister because obviously that that was the only thing i had in my in my mind and mm -hmm. I and suppose uh, it's quite a cathartic thing too yeah but it wasn't uh, it wasn't therapeutic oh. i wasn't trying to get better through the writing of uh, this album it was just what i what i had in my head mm -hmm. and i i didn't even uh, start thinking is it something i want to share that That wasn't, I feel a bit stupid today because I I, I just felt I was um, very self-centered and uh, sort of um, building walls around me and Sebastian and just uh, that was the team. We were just the two of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it became possible. The writing uh, became um, a real revelation of... Um, excitement yeah. and then to be able to sing the words that I had written I mean I, I know it's very obvious for you know songwriters it's that's well that's the thing but for me it was I was always behind uh, the creators and yeah. behind other working minds. collaboratively yeah and uh, admiring them so I I admired Sebastian very much but uh, but this time I could uh, I could be It was more about uh, figuring figuring out my own atmosphere, my own yes, my words, my my little univers. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you say yeah. um, surroundings. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and and uh, you, you mentioned um, uh, about it being the first album that you contributed lyrics to. That was prior to that. Was there a fear of writing or yeah. or yeah i mean uh, i think when i start well first of all I, i i sang with my father so of course he was he was such a genius 
um, completely for the music mm. and the lyrics that everything was done and a, a poet. Yes, yeah. and that album uh, Charlotte Forever. It took me five days in a studio. We did two songs a day, and then it was over. So I didn't. I can't even say it was a collaboration. I just uh, I was. Uh, proud to to have been directed by him, conducted by him, and but that was it. Twenty years later, when I wanted to go back to music and and um, understood that I I needed it, I it was um, very compelling. Um, it was thanks to Air, thanks to Nigel Godrich, and uh, I immediately knew that I I needed. Um, a poet, uh, a lyric writer, yeah. so some a, a real talent that I could um, that I could admire, and the same way I did with my father. So I tried to to have that same um, um, dynamic. Dynamic, yeah. And with Jarvis, it, it was so obvious and and so easy. It seemed he was writing songs in minutes, and same thing with Beck. He was. At the same time, he was composing a song with his guitar, walking around his garden, and then coming back with a song fully written. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> so, so even if he said it's so easy to write, I felt it was uh, very hard. The comparisons also, I wanted to avoid the, the French because of my father. I Already, there's a lot of... Um, with your singing, you wanted yeah. to focus on singing in English. I, I thought it was the best way to escape my own judgment mm -hmm. of uh, feeling that I, I wasn't good enough, you know, that, that what I would do would always be... Um, compared. Or... Compared to his work, because it's that's the way it resonates in my head all the time. So to have sort of homages in the music was fine but I wanted to try and keep as far away as I could with the lyrics which meant that yes the English was uh, very obvious but then when I started writing myself it came out in French mm -hmm. so I couldn't really avoid it and I didn't want to avoid it. it at that point I felt if I'm not good enough then that's the way it is I don't care Mm -hmm. And that's that's the big change for this album was that I I didn't care anymore. Yeah, that the weight had almost lifted off. Or? No, because I still, still judge myself, yeah. so there's still sort of uh, a weight on my shoulders. But but I feel that I'm I'm able to be responsible for for the words for the that signature, and and I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not that ashamed, yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it seems. It seems like a moment of taking ownership of over, uh, over your work, maybe. Yes, know. it took me four years to to put the album together with Sebastian to finally think that the the object was ready, and. Um, and then you mentioned Sebastian's. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but, the, but the, the the production and the sound, and it's so. It's almost Maroda-esque at times. It know, was. That was the... I had a, a list of... Um, mainly it was um, film scores mm -hmm. um, that I... Can you recall what, what oh, yeah. films were on there? Well, Moroder was one of them. Mm -hmm. But um, there was um, The Shining. 
It was. Jaws, only nearly all horror films. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, then Hitchcock films. There's a great documentary at the minute about uh, the the shower scene in Psycho. Really? And and it's just strictly about that that scene. It's an oh, hour and a half thing. long. What's it called? Um, oh, I'll send the link to Rian. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Um, obviously Herman's kind of famous yes. scoring of that of that moment. Well, those are the atmospheres that I wanted to recall, or that that were. Um, I've always been very close to my childhood and and impressions that I I've had as a child. And my father showed me horror films when I was quite quite young, mm-hmm. so they were very powerful and stuck with me until until now. So um, when I listened to Sebastian's work, I could feel that violence mm-hmm. in the music, the sort of chaos and and uh, the build up that I that I loved. So mm-hmm. I could feel that he, I knew he would react well to this list of of uh, music yeah. that that I was um, inspired about. Um, I think he was more into um, mixing it with vibes from the 70s french films from the 70s mm-hmm. and uh, so we of course it's not obviously only um horror films but but that was the first uh entrance mm-hmm. anyway um why were we talking about that i was i think we were just talking um about sebastian, about sebastian and, and that and sound that you were i suppose i mean for me it was it was a beautiful marriage of what you were saying that, that kind of soundtrack um feel and, and you know a pop record as a, a marriage of the the two ideas yeah. and but in terms of soundtrack there's there's, there's beautiful motifs that almost appear mm-hmm. like a soundtrack throughout the album yeah um but also the the attraction also at the beginning was that i know that i have a a small voice um very often people think i'm very shy and there's um um it it seemed completely the opposite to what sebastian was doing mm-hmm. and that's the marriage i was interested in was to see if i could mix with that uh, energy mm-hmm. that I, I was attracted to and then uh with my sister and and um that um obsession of uh writing about her of course the lyrics were quite somber and and Mm -hmm. uh, and sad and i didn't want i couldn't have written those lyrics with a sad music or something um um so uh, soft uh, and you know um i needed that contradiction which um he made possible Mm -hmm. well um i I was going to ask as well i mean there's there's so many interesting uh, collaborators that you worked with, but um, Paul McCartney was in, involved with um, <laughs> Songbird in, in a Cage and yes. played guitar, piano and drums. Yes, it, it it happened a long time ago. I met with him. He very um, kindly accepted to have lunch with me. <laughs> so we we met, we talked, but very, I don't know, sort of, very naturally and uh and uh it wasn't it wasn't a lot about music mm-hmm. 
It was just a, just a. I suppose before you can even talk about music, you have to be able to engage and yes, and it find was a, a funny encounter. I was very pregnant, so we, I think we did talk a lot about family and children, and um, but in the end, I did ask him if if um, if he would ever consider working with me, and and uh, I didn't think he would um, he would answers or so soon he he sent me but it was through assistance um he sent me a track mm -hmm. with a, a demo of and him singing and the lyrics attached and it was like a gift but yeah. i i hadn't started an album so i didn't know what to do with it i couldn't really just release that one song so i had to wait painfully wait <laughs> for the album to to be ready to yes or to to start and engage and then i made sebastian listen to the track and and we had to mess it up a little so that it would it would add up with whatever we were trying to work yeah, on it would fit within the yeah, whole piece and resemble us and and uh, that atmosphere um and so we sent it back to to Paul McCartney and he he liked it apparently and he came to the studio to record instruments and but it was so um sur it was unreal was it surreal for you yes because I, I wanted to I sort of acted as if it was normal yeah you know <laughs> very casually and oh, I hi, was <laughs> <laughs> and I was so uh I don't know so proud to be in the same room as he was and yeah. at, at the end of the session he someone said well why don't why don't you sing it again but i had already sung it in in a studio before mm -hmm. before he added the instruments and uh and i was so embarrassed and i painfully yes <laughs> i painfully went to the mic and sang in such a bad way <laughs> it was so badly done uh and then i just uh tried to forget about that incident i don't know what he <laughs> what he remembers but anyway i'm was, sure he still sort of did his thumbs uh, up and said great <laughs> <laughs> he was very sweet yeah but anyway i didn't dare ask even afterwards how did you compose this song what yeah. You know, what did you think of? Was it? Did you did you write it for me, or was it written before? I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, an, another collaborator I, I, you mentioned earlier, Connor Moccasin, who's who's played in store here. I, I, I think it was one of my the first in stores I worked here, maybe three years ago. Uh, it was for his Caramel album, I think. Yeah. And I mean, he he's such a anomaly like fascinating performer and an artist i've always loved his work but the, the, he seems to be a bit of a kindred spirit for you uh, I, there seems to be um i suppose there's a connection with all of these collaborators that like you mentioned earlier but he seems to be someone that allows you uh, the room to to be yourself or to perform or... i think he was the first one who made it very casual yeah made everything look casual yeah uh which was a great help because i was at the time very very nervous 
um, performing live. And he made it possible thanks to his band. Mm-hmm. It was like doing little gigs. Yeah. And um, uh, so he made it feel very easy and uh, and he helped me a lot. And again, to start this album, it was really thanks to him mm-hmm. because he sort of pushed me in that direction. Amazing. Well, um, I was going to say just to kind of go back um, a little bit, um, just, just to ask about that time in between um, the, the 20 years, if, if you will, up until 5.55. Um, I mean, you were obviously busy making films during that, I was, that period. But but the thing is, I, I lost my father when I was 19. So when he died, I think I completely shut myself off from any kind of music. Yeah. I was very much... It seems strange uh, when I look back, but I was um, always listening to his music. Yeah to my mother's music, to their voices. They were very much alive in my, well, musical um, surroundings. So uh, when he died, it meant that I I had to cut the sound. I wasn't curious of anything. I didn't want to hear what was going on music-wise. So um, very gradually, I I sort of uh, was curious again, maybe... 10, 15 years later. And then um, Etienne Dao, uh, who's a French singer and mm-hmm. songwriter, asked me if I would do a duo with him. It's called Yves. So I agreed. He's a friend. And so I, I, I did that. It was a little, a little song. And then uh, Madonna called me, which was very surprising, to... to take a piece of my voice, a dialogue that I was doing in the cement garden, which is a film I did with my uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she took a piece of that dialogue to put it in front, in the beginning of a song, what it feels like for a girl. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was incredible to be inside the music again. It had nothing to do with my father. And I was, uh, it was my voice again with the uh, music attached. And I think it was my first step back, uh, starting to question myself. Yeah. Mm. And, and uh, then it became possible. To think about your involvement in music, that was almost a, yeah. one of those revelatory kind of steps. I think so. It was it was a very small thing, but then I met, uh, I went to a Radiohead concert in Paris that was incredible, and I met Nigel Godrich there. Uh, do you say Godric? I, I ah, did, maybe I, I always say because I say it in French. So Nigel Godric. No, no. Um, but anyway, I met him, and I met um, the air air guys, yeah. Nicolas and Jean Benoit. And after that first encounter, they called me back saying, "It's funny, we were talking about you the other day, and why not make an album all together?" Mm-hmm. And that was the that's how it happened. So I do believe in sort of encounters and the right timing. Well, yeah, there's obviously a pattern. Yeah, because Um, with Conan, it was the same thing. I had finished with Beck. The same thing with Beck. I went to see Nigel in a studio in Los Angeles and Beck was there. So that was the first time I met him and then, of course, called him again and asked him if he would would consider doing a whole album with me. But um, it's always... uh, I. 
it's I don't just pick up my phone and randomly call someone I admire. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's it's interesting, I suppose, that um, these people are almost drawn to to, to want to, to work with you. Um, and I mean, me too. It's it's. Uh, I suppose but with Sebastian, it was it. I made the I made the move. Yeah. Yeah, that was not a... Which perhaps it, makes this album slightly maybe, different. Maybe, maybe. But it wasn't a coincidence. It was it was actually wanting to to see who this guy was, who yeah. was behind that music. And and, and your time work, working with Beck, I mean, how different oh, was that? Is it... Very uh, different, because the whole... That whole collaboration happened only in Los Angeles. And he he really made me welcomed me in yeah. his home with his children and it was very family oriented which was my thing too mm -hmm. so um each time i went there it was for two week sessions and it i was completely immersed in in his um his world his world, exactly. His world, his way of working, his uh I think there's a lot to musicians. be said for... I watched a lovely interview the other day with uh, Kendrick Lamar and Rick Rubin. And, and, and Rick, you know, famous, amazing, two interesting producers, but the, the comfort at which he he gave him and, and the the way he allowed him to feel and, and welcomed and... Beck? Uh, no, uh, oh, Rick Rubin with, okay, with, Kendrick, with Lamar Kendrick Lamar al allowed him to, to open up and, and feel comfortable yeah. to express himself. And I always see that as the power of, of the producer or, or the yes, songwriter. Because, well, the, they have this intuition. They understand what's going on in your in your mind. Mm -hmm. It's I, I found that Beck had this intelligence of, you know, knowing exactly, also knowing what I wanted to say because he put his words um, I I told him I had gone through an IRM and, and an accident, a cerebral accident. So I was very much obsessed by that subject, mm -hmm. and I I came with the um, the sound of the uh, MRI. Yeah, and uh, asked him if he if he thought it was a good uh, um, if it inspired him as much as it did me, <laughs> and. Uh, and that's how we we went into the the album. Mm -hmm. So he knew what I wanted to talk about, but he was able to. Uh, in French, you say "l'air de rien." It's it's as if he was um, composing, and the way I said very easily, um, presenting songs as if they were just. Uh, such such an easy thing to do, but he was also not only able to write it in a very quick way, but to to, un to understand understand how, what how I wanted want to say, yeah, and um, and give you the platform to do it. Yes, and also once I went behind the mic, he knew how shy I was, and he would just discreetly um, go away, and then come back, and everything was always great. Which was, you know, what you do with children when you want them to express themselves. Yeah, <laughs> but that, again, I, I think that's the that's the the kind of craft, isn't it, of, of being um, that, that kind of producer? You know, I, I was going to um, move on to asking you about performing live. Yeah, I mean, we were just saying that you had an amazing show at 
the gala in Paris last Yesterday. night. Yeah, it was. And it uh, was tonight, a village underground, and and still shows lined up for for this year field day yes. in London in June, which we're all very excited about. Um, I, I was intrigued to know. I don't know. I, I suppose whether you see live as a completely different entity, and whether it was difficult to sort of interpret this album, this piece, you know, live. I was you. worried. I I didn't know if um, the subjects of the songs would. Uh, well, would would make me um, dive too low, or you know, be depressed. Um, it's very much the opposite, mm -hmm. because I have the the time to be with um, those subjects and and uh, to be able to be focused on those songs is a real gift for me. Yeah. Uh, so I treasure that time but uh i'm i'm really uplifted by the music yeah. it's incredible and and the musicians that we've put together are just great sebastian was able to sort of orchestrate the whole thing without being he here all the time he was there yesterday but tonight i don't think he's coming uh but he's still behind the show which is very reassuring for me um I suppose it's similar to that production space, you know, the safe space of being surrounded by the right things. Live, you're surrounded yeah. and in a safe space and able to to perform because of, of those musicians that are around you. Yes, I think I think that's very reassuring that the completely new entity is the public, of mm -hmm. course, and that's uh, a real surprise, a real surprise to to see that people know certain songs yeah. you know it's still so new for me the performing live is very new i'm used to um i was brought up with my parents never performing it was always uh, you make an album it's released mm -hmm. and and that's that's the way it goes that's it mm -hmm. you don't perform live they they started performing my mother was 40 my father was 50 or so it wasn't our culture at all so when i started with with air anyway when mm -hmm. i when i started music again um it wasn't part of the deal i i never thought i would perform and suddenly when it became uh, a real issue because today you you have to perform mm -hmm. um it became a real problem at first yeah. a real real problem and very slowly the first tour with beck's musician was quite traumatizing. It was very exciting, but I was a wreck. Yeah. Um, it was too, I was too nervous. Um, the th second time with, thanks to Conan, it became easier. And this time I, I feel that I can gradually uh, take a lot of pleasure. You know, that it will finally be about taking pleasure and, and yeah, uh, yeah. enjoying myself. So you're looking forward to it. Yeah. I well, I'm very superstitious, so uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think we're nearly come to an end, but I was um, just going to touch on upon your work in cinema. Um, it's obviously a huge part of of uh, your artistry, and you've always seemed to endeavour to work in in films that, that challenge the viewer and yourself, perhaps. Um, and is is that a conscious de decision? Um, do, do you no. thrive on interpreting challenging material or? No, it, it's it's never part of the deal of um, 
trying to find something that will be challenging or mm-hmm. I mean it's obviously I hope to be challenged and and just for myself but um but it was a coincidence to to start working with Lars von Trier who mm-hmm. was the first one who who really took me to um a place I wasn't used to and to work in a very different way and and uh that was so such an exciting work mm-hmm. and those three films that I did with him are very very particular very special and I, but I can't quite, say quite quite groundbreaking as well as a you know the three uh, of them hopefully but I'm not I can't uh, that's not my goal yeah. it's just I'm so happy that it that I was able to do them but uh after working with him it's quite hard to find someone that you'll admire as much that will take you in those places where you're not it's it's a real surprise he, he's such an auteur and I suppose it's, yeah. he's I imagine he leads you you know along along the journey of And of he wants to challenge himself which mm-hmm. is uh which is always um I mean I trust to him on every level mm-hmm. uh and so it made everything very it made everything possible because i you needed to be able to trust the person to you know to to reveal yourself in mm-hmm. in not only physically but uh the first film the the loss of the child everything was so rough and so hard but um yes the the, the trust meant, meant a lot but anyway with other films i can't say that i'm i'm hoping for the same challenge it's not and so it was really thanks to him yeah. <laughs> um can i can i we're obviously in a record store can i ask what music you listen to maybe perhaps if maybe there's there's three albums that you you hold so dear that you always go back to perhaps and sorry mm-hmm. that's that's one of those put you on the spot questions yeah, yeah. but uh, no, what I listen to now is Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I do very much, um, and really him in particular. But if not, three albums that I've always had, maybe a, a Dylan record. But mm. which one? Melody Nelson. That's an easy choice. Of course. Um, God, I love the production on that record. Yeah, it's Baselines. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful. There's a there's a record that I do go back to always and it's Glenn Gould playing Les Variations de Bach. It's oh, a right. classic yeah, yeah. Um, um classic record. Um and it's I've been listening to it for thirty years yeah. and I'm not uh, still yeah, it's still very, very modern. Um, and what else? Maybe Pink Floyd? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, if you turn that same <laughs> question around to me, I'd probably be exactly <laughs> the same. But um, but yeah, I, I think we're sort of out of time. And I, I just wanted to finish by saying, you know, congratulations on, on such a stunning record. It really connected with um, a lot of the staff here at Rough Trade. and That's wonderful know, for uh, me, to because it was such an intimate record. Yeah. To see that it it does have a journey inside other people's lives, and you know, to 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 know that it it can resonate with other people is is fantastic for me. Yeah, well, that's well, that's great. <laughs> Sincerely, thank you, and, and thanks so much for coming in.
Thanks a lot. Deconstruction, available in-store and online at roughtrade.com.
Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.